Welcome to We're Listening to Podcast, a community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, join me in welcoming a dear friend, George Halfin. Hello. Hi, Rob. How are you? Hello. <laughs> you see my voice change i went into my podcast voice you saw oh, that you i just did. yes i saw I your face get the cue. i was like <laughs> and it's that yeah. zoom thing when you kind of talk over each other because you know you never quite know when someone's finishing <laughs> no that's just too funny my bad yes we are on the show now we are live so i do not read bios which you know so that means you are on the hook first with introducing yourself to the community who are you that's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we started um, off like that. We started off just like that every time. <laughs> so, uh, who am I? That's a very good question. Uh, I I guess well, I'll just say what comes to mind. I guess I'm a mom. I've got two young kids. I work for a national charity in the UK. I have been involved in the community for about 12 years, and I'll talk more about that. Uh, and I just like, recently brought out a book on International Women's Day after a gargantuan effort that took two years (laughs) called A Life Less Serious. So, uh, and it's a book of women's voices, which I'm sure we're gonna talk about tonight. Um, Yeah, who am I? I'm I'm a guest, I'm the the sum of my thoughts going through my head at any given moment. (laughs) Oh, I like that, I like that. I like that, that's very cool. Yeah, I, I think what I'm loving most about doing this is the many ways you hear how people describe themselves. You know, I, I think that's is begun is so much fun to do. It's um and I think it's a little bit more fitting, I don't know, for the audience, because all of the stuff we'll be reading was probably before. And and this is just a who are you right now, you know, type thing. And I just love it. But you did mention something in there. I am going to kind of take us back to or kind of stop for a minute which was the book, A Life Less Serious. First, just tell me kind of in a few sentences what the book is and what it's about, you know, that piece of everybody who who contributed type thing. Okay, so the book is a collection of stories from really incredible women from different backgrounds and stages of life and cultures who are all grounded in the principles, which I see as a universal understanding that all of us have, irrespective if we know it or not. Uh, and they're sharing their stories about how they've seen beyond their serious thinking in, in different areas of their life. And it's really inspired by a Sid Banks quote. Can I read you the quote? Is that a good idea? So I just thought I'd just read it because it's something that's really spoken to me for a very long time. And it's, it's a quote from... Uh, Sid Banks from his recording Best of Two Worlds and it says seriousness seriousness like life is a thought and this thought creates a feeling and if you create the feeling of seriousness then you're in a very serious state 
you are liable to have stress and strain and sickness and unhappiness and jealousy and everything else because of seriousness. Now, seriousness doesn't help you do anything in life but destroy yourself. Now, it's really funny because if you ask me how I came across the principles, which, you know, often we have these conversations and people do that. I have quite a funny story, which I could share with you. Absolutely. We love funny stories here. We love funny stories here. So, um, so basically, I, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago, I was looking for a job and my cousin's wife was working for a charity called Takun and they wanted to set up their first uh, innate health conference, three principles conference. And so I um, had experience in managing events and I went for the job. I was quite suspicious. I thought that Rabbi Shah was going to try and make me more religious. So I probably didn't give the best impression of myself, but I got the job anyway. And and then I, it's really funny because I was like, I was at quite a good point in my life. I got married. I dealt with all my 20s angst and stuff. And I, I really thought I was sorted. And so, but I, by but I organized the conference in the way I did everything back then was that in that I took it all very, very seriously. And I felt very responsible and tried to be the good girl and tried to cross every T and dot every I and like plan for every eventuality and was in my head a lot of the time. And I remember the funny story is that basically uh, everyone was in a meeting and the chairs of the conference were being delivered. And I was like, I can't disturb them. They're in a meeting. I can't disturb them. I'll do it myself. <laughs> you know, as you do when you're in that kind of state. And I ran into a glass door and I smashed my face in and I got the chairs and I welcomed people to the first three principles UK conference with two black eyes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which is really I, funny now, let's face I it. Love and, that and, story. And, and, I, and, and to me, it's like, that is seriousness. Seriousness doesn't let you do anything in life, but destroy yourself. <laughs> 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 yeah, I remember you said that. I was like, wow. But to, to get up and, and, and wave everybody in with those black eyes and a smile is, is just hilarious. Well, so how long did it take you to do the book? It took me two years. And I'm basically, I guess... I had the idea, I had the, the name of Life Less Serious in my head, I don't know, 10 years, eight years ago. I, I knew there was something in it. There okay. was something that was drawing me to the name. And then I was in lockdown and I was uh, furloughed from my job and I didn't know if I have a job to go back to. And I was, I'll be honest, reluctantly homeschooling my kids, like hiding in my phone, looking at the other panicked WhatsApp messages from all the <laughs> other parents, thinking the same thing. And I was in the park and it was a beautiful day and I was like oh my god I'm in my phone I'm hiding from my children and I and I'm not present to the beauty and wonder of the world and you know and I really saw I knew I was in my head and I knew I could drop out of it and other people were not so fortunate to know that because of my understanding and I had grown over time and then there's another story in the book that really inspired me which I don't know if you wanted me to talk about or not about how someone had seemed for a, a properly serious circumstance you know and and that really should, should I talk about that now, Rob? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. You can yeah, talk. Yeah. So, so there's. So I had listened to um, uh, One Solution had put out an amazing uh, day of talks, and there was a woman on there who shared how her she was in her son was in Chicago and he was going home from school, and the police stopped him on the way back from school and searched him, and and it really affected him. 
and it really affected him and he was very upset by it and and instead of this woman you know she could have got really angry about it and feel the thing but she was really concerned for her son and so she said um she was very upset by this because she could see what happened had taken something away from her son's value as a person she said so she so he felt that he was now a typical young black male statistic but instead of staying bothered by this she went beyond her serious thinking and she was able to interpret what happened as an unfortunate innocent situation and she phoned up the local police station and reached out to them and she explained to the police what had happened and told them she needed them to come round to her house to talk to her son she didn't want it to be that the next time he came in contact with them he would act out of fear without clear judgment because he felt like he was being attacked or they were messing with him so the police came round and together they were able to defuse the situation her son was better under able to understand that it was a system and not personal and to me, when I heard that, it just had such a big impact on me because I saw it like in the most just profound way that how people could go beyond their serious thinking in such difficult circumstances. And that if, if, if she could do that, what could we all do if we could all go beyond our difficult circumstances, you know, no matter what we're facing? Because, you know, like to some of us, it could be small things or big things, but to us, it's it, whatever it is. We're still facing it, right? Yeah. Um, and so for me, I, I that really moved me to such a core, to the core of my being, and I really felt driven, in spite of everything that was going on in my life, to to create this book. And believe me, it took a lot of juggling because I have two kids and I had a job and everything else going on and a lot of five in the mornings to get it to happen. And that began the journey. Like, it really spurred me on because I felt that there was something that, we have as a community that we can offer the world and if we can tell it in a way that people can relate to without knowing anything about the principles without even having to you know understand the terminology or anything then what a gift that could be to people absolutely and that was what i was driven to do you know beyond logic beyond anything <laughs> yeah no I, I love that I want to throw some at you and I hope it's fun, it. right? Yeah. <laughs> but you never know. Sometimes you throw it and it'll be like, oh my God. So because there are so many beautiful stories in here, I want to play a game. Okay. And the name of the game is A Life Less Serious. So what we're going to do is I am going to read a piece of a story. Okay. And you have to name, you don't have to, but it'll be fun for the game if you can name the artist okay, or the good. as long as it's not the title i think the artist i'll, I'll have a good go at the, the, the title the I made up. no 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 so uh let me hold on i want to put the book down so you don't see what area i'm reaching in hold on okay here we go all right you ready i struggled with negative thoughts about my body my abilities and my lovability throughout my college years and had lots of fears about life Things happened which reinforced the perception I had that life was scary and bad things happened randomly. A burglar assaulted me and my roommate was raped while I was in college. This really made me feel, made all my fears look valid and true. I couldn't stay home alone and I was sure I drove my roommates crazy with my insecurities. Anyway, long story short, a wonderful man who could see that I was not doing very well suggested I go to therapy and get some help. That's Christine Heath. 
Auntie Chris, yes. <laughs> yes, that's that's who that was. Okay, all right. Um you ready? Number two. Yeah, go for it. I recall us having an argument after we had attended a family event. It was a buffet style meal. And so we had to get our food. When we got home, my husband was upset. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have to finish reading. Who is it? That's Janet Riney. Oh, you Janet, Janet Riney. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. Let me. I should let that. you finish the quotes, right? Otherwise, people are going to miss the book. It's not like a buzzer game on the. No, it, it, but it is though. It's pretty funny. I I am trying to see how much you know at the same time. But yes, everybody should go get the book "A Life Less Serious," and you can play this game also if you would like to. All right. <laughs> Ooh, here we go. Like a curveball. I think I got a curveball in here. Life is like any other contact sport. You may encounter hardships of one sort or another. Wise people find happiness not in the absence of such hardships, but in their ability to understand them when they occur. Oh, that's a hard one. I should know it. But I think oh i'm tied is it is either carol burrows or kate dalgleish and i should know that really looks bad but hey go on don't get it wrong yes but it was a trick question it was well, a, that's trick. a thanks quote anyway Yes, that's who it was. I Sid knew Banks. it was a Sid Banks quote, but I didn't oh, know well, that's who Sid it Banks was. Quote. Oh, fine. Yeah. I thought you were like thinking about who quoted the Sid no, Banks quote. No, you oh, quoted well, that's it. Oh, a Sid Banks yeah, quote. Yeah. I know that quote. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's why I was like, it was tricky because I was reading his quote to see Oh, if you... I knew it was yeah. a Sid Banks quote. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, you got that quoted. right, dude. All right, last one, last one, last one. I started to search for solutions. As humans, we can't seem to look at a problem and a solution at the same time. I become fixated with the problem, the anxiety, and I had the very serious task of fixing my daughter. I would be a terrible mother if I didn't take this incredibly seriously. Blank continued to feel my heaviness, my fear, my judgment. I thought I was showing love, but love is not born out of fear. I'm going to go with Kate, but it could also be Sue. But I think I'm going to go with Kate. And it, Kate, it is. And I don't know how to pronounce that. Is it Danglish? Danglish? Kate, Kate Dalglish, yeah. Yes. Dalglisha. Yes. Yeah. That's who it was. Yeah. That's it. So, wow. Okay. I've read okay. them a lot. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what I, I see. You've read them a lot. That is so cool. But, um, yeah, I wanted to read at Seven and and just kind of point people to to how different of a project it is and how how much I love it because of usually when you read a book the author has a you know a point they're making in their words and what they want you to see but there are so many different things to see here because it's so many different individual stories mm-hmm. and even if you just take the topics of each one you know, well, how did you do that? Help me out with that. How did you guess, come yeah. up with, so, yeah. So I, what, how I did it was I, I wanted it all to be based on that quote that we read from Sid Banks about seriousness. 
And then I wanted to make sure that I had the range of women from different backgrounds, cultures and ages. And I also wanted to make sure that we covered all as, as many aspects of life as we could, which is impossible because you can't cover all aspects of life. But I, I, I kind of broadly broke it down to sort of relationships, relationships with yourself, relationship with others you know there's a bit of parenting relationships work and activism and I kind of made sure activism as in kind of like engaging with the world because yeah. as, as as humans and as women you know we always engage in the world in whatever way and I figured that as long as we cover you know work home relationships and relationship world, world we kind of cover aspects and, and and also mental and physical health obviously as well yeah, so I, I wanted that. to make sure it was kind of holistic and we had some in each of those areas and and as as balanced as possible and and actually interestingly i set those those areas but actually there's those areas but there's also the themes i think that come through really clearly are the relationship with yourself the relationship with others and the relationship with the world and i i, I think those are also overarching themes in the book um that come come through quite strong i, I think so as well I really, I really do. And you have, um, I love that you highlighted the activism point because you have a woman in there I consider to be the most loving activist I've ever met before in my life. Amy Chan Mills now. Yeah, she is, uh, and she's running for office. If that's your area, please vote for her, go out, endorse her. But uh, yeah, so I love seeing her in there when you, when you said the activism. <laughs> um, well, look, I I love the book, uh, and I, I thank you for, for doing the project and doing it that way because it kind of sparked something for me. And um, so I don't know if your husband's going to do a Life Less Serious Men's Edition or you got that next or or what what's going, but we're going to need one of these for the men. You know. Definitely. And, you know, it's funny. Like, I, I was surprised I wrote a book for men as well. It wasn't something that I set out to do. But I think that for me, like I have since since working at Tukun, actually, when I used to, you know, sit with Terry Rubenstein and Toby Waltzer and they would have the women's groups and, and you know, and seeing the power of those women's groups and, and the seeing, you know, we used to teach ultra orthodox Jewish women used to come in and they'd say, you know, there'd be a conference or a session for like three days and you'd speak to them on the phone and you could barely hear because there was all, lots of kids and noise. And, and then they'd come in all serene and they'd go, oh, I've got childcare for a day and they've got like eight children. And then they'd come the next day and managed to get childcare for another day. And you're like, I mean, I could barely cope with two. And they were like, um, and, 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 I, and, and for me, like that experience and then carrying on now, like one of the other people in the book, Farah Halabi and I, she, she's a, a Muslim um, innate health and three principles code. And we're involved in a Jewish and Muslim women's network and, and we hold a space for women as well online uh, as part of that network, a wellbeing space. And it, we just call it a wellbeing group and we show up and we just say, why do people show up? And we talk to people's wisdom back to them. We don't teach the principles, but we are the principles that we, you know, we just share what's going on for us and then we reflect people's wisdom back to them. And for me, from those experiences, like, there's a real power in in holding women's spaces and 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 for me like I know and, and I know men are in this situation too but I think women and from from my experience of these groups and, and you know that that you know women are very good at looking after everyone else but they don't put aside much time for them they don't yeah. put aside time, time to reflect for them or space for them and so 
it was very lovely. I spoke to a friend and she said, oh, I haven't had time to read your book. She's got a toddler and everything. But what I did read really felt like a spa, like it really felt like a meditation. And I was so moved by that because yeah, even a, reading a, a chapter, nice compliment. Like, yeah. if that like creates space in someone's life where they wouldn't have it otherwise because they don't feel they can have permission to have that, that is a gift, isn't it? Yes. Really a gift. Absolutely. And, and, and so for me, that's, I think that's why I chose women because I know that that is so so needed and so because often is when we don't give our permission yeah. for ourselves to, to have time for ourselves or permission to to so to, to be able to offer that in a book or find a way for people who wouldn't access this kind of thing to get access to it and have space or even if they just read a chapter or whatever it was yeah. it is a real gift I, I love that and that is the same exact reason though i need one for men <laughs> <laughs> you know because we we stay stuck in our our masculine heads and and we deny ourselves our true identity or you know who we are and we deny ourselves expressions of love because we think it means something or you know other than an expression of love and so if if men could read stories about how it's okay to not know everything it's okay to have a bad day it's okay to you know um want to do the very best for your family that's that yeah i get that but man if it's stressing you out and causing you to have ulcers and and really putting you in a position where you can't provide for them mm. and that seems counterproductive to the to the goal yeah and and so i i see a lot of that sometimes that the, the men are so fixated on providing that they'll run themselves in the ground to do it which yeah. makes them incapable of providing, which then is like, well, then what are we doing that for? And yeah. so, yeah, a life less serious would, would help with that, as I see it in some experiences. But um, for those waiting on the book, what what's next? You know, for those who yeah, read so the book. I'm very excited. We have just been given a, a slot at the 3P UK conference to do a breakout session. So you can that hear us the there. the 3P UK conference coming uh, in June. June, yeah, exactly. So it's really exciting. And um, and then um, after that, um, I was going to offer like a, a once a week for five weeks, a book group uh, online for people who want to discuss the themes of the book in more detail and reflect on it and have some beautiful conversations around the things of the book and looking at you know, like seeing what people reflecting on what they learn from it and discussing it and you know having a chance to really get the most out of it cool i love that and i'll make sure they have all the info in the yeah, show notes can, of how to get to you fabulous yeah you can get me at george at a lifeless serious dot club perfect well do this for me george do this um the whole community is listening no pressure no pressure yeah no well i mean you got a book out now i mean the pressure's gone you probably doing book signings and you know i mean when you do like all the tv shows and stuff when that you know (laughs) i'm open to offers (laughs) (laughs) but um you know what's they've heard about the book so you don't really even have to do that you know but what is something that you would want to leave as far as an impression on people with that's on your heart you know yeah, I think that's a good question. I think for me, when I reflect on that, like as someone who's been in the community a long time and who trained as a coach and had an aspiration to be a coach and life didn't work like that 
out that way I ended up going back in the workplace but also expressing it in other ways and my husband the same he also ended up you know training as a coach but also training as a he also did career coaching and he ended up taking the principles into his university as a career coach and for me I think there's something in this we have this amazing universal understanding that is is universal to everybody it's just a it's something we we all have but we forget and we have such a lot to offer people and I think there's so many ways to express that and it doesn't have to mean you have to be a full-time coach to do it like I found the book and my voluntary work with Nissan the Shim and there's just so many ways you will just be in your life and and be that person for other people and I and I think that sometimes as a community there's a lot of talk about being a coach and that's the way to do it and and for me there are just so many other ways to do it um and and for me I think what else would I say I can just talk from my personal experience like I write about it's just a process of unlearning and and for me the process of the book as I say at the end has really now I just see I'm in and out of my serious thinking every minute <laughs> and I just watch myself go in and out and it doesn't mean that I'm not doing because I'm totally in it loads of time I assure you <laughs> and I'm totally resisting it but it's cool like I'm in and out all the time in and out all the time and that's all we ever are and and I think that for me, the the gift of this book is to constantly see that and to constantly unlearn that, you know, like constantly just see life like that. And 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 I'm sure, you know, as the process goes on, that'll deepen and and I'll and more layers will come off and I'll I'll, I'll unlearn learn other stuff that I've seen seriously, whatever. But it's just a constant moving feast. I, I don't know how really to describe it, but that's what's I don't know. It's just yeah, it's it's just a, it's a constant lesson. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve.